Cause my mama ain't the way that she ain't seen me in jail It's fucked up, she got seen me in jail All the bitches yeah. love poppy and everything yeah. I'm seeing it be well Yeah, 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 What's going on, man? What's <laughs> up, bro? First off, you know, cheers. We got the got the little bub. Got no, it's not bub. We got the drink. Oh my gosh. Got the uh, rosé. Oh my god. Uh, first off, let's celebrate this. We oh my the, gosh. Got the Bontero. What's really going on, y'all? <laughs> Episode twenty-one. The Jay. Twenty-one. Goes, man. We didn't hit a thousand views. You know what I'm saying? That deserves another clink clink. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to everybody who done listen. And subscribe. You, you know gotta say that. We appreciate y'all. We appreciate y'all. We appreciate y'all. Make 20. sure y'all still subscribe to you know what I'm saying Apple Podcast. We still on SoundCloud. Follow us on Instagram at What's Really Going On. Follow us on Twitter at underscore What's Really Going On or W R G O. Um, so yeah, we're out here. Right. So we you know, to appreciate y'all for giving us a good 2018, 2019. We're going to do the same thing. But y'all, let us know. Comment if y'all want to see something, if y'all want to guess. If y'all want to be on, yeah, hit us, hit us up. up. Um, so yeah. so this episode, yeah. since it's the end of 2018, December 20th, we're going to run through the biggest stories of the year. And we're also going to pre give you a heads up for 2019. So, Henry, I'm going to let you kick it off. So this is basically going to be a... A year in review. What's really going on, edition? I guess. So wow. Uh, <laughs> not really. But uh, it's 2018. We had midterm elections. Uh, it was like a surprising outcome. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Democrats gained control of the House. 2,235 Dems won undecided and 199 Bye-bye. Republicans. Um and then, yeah, big wins out of that. You have Alexander Cortez from New York, mm-hmm. Ayanna Presley from Massachusetts, Colin Alred from Alred. Tech, Alred, 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 Alred. <laughs> from Texas, Tick. Max Rose from New York, um, and Lauren Underwood from Illinois. Um, so yeah, that was a like big thing. Yeah, I guess like. With that happening, we can see, I guess, a lot of liberal, you know what I'm saying, legislation being pushed forth, like gun legislation. Yeah. Especially in the House, now that they have a majority, because, like, I mean, we've already talked about um, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez with um, Jeff last episode, so y'all can check those out. But, like, they're just not going to care. Like, like, what's the point of, like, them just saying, like, oh, we're actually going to, like, hold tight on, like, pressing Trump about stuff or just like if we have if there's another school shooting and they can be like let's pass this gun reform measure the Senate might not take it up but we at least have our job right we're not going to just sit here just because we know it's not going to get passed so I think that it's good because I know like we've been talking about some of these people for like months mm-hmm. like we were on like people like Ocasio-Cortez early we we're talking about people um all over the place we we're talking about Ayanna Presley since like early summer we were talking about her when she was in the primary right so i think it's good to finally see like i'm excited to see that like that's one of like i mean i'm not gonna like spoil like what i'm looking forward to in 2019 but like i think all the people of color all the women like that's it huge. was a very diverse yeah. like huge yeah like this election cycle or whatnot uh or a lot of like women of different like races running and, and backgrounds and, yeah. right backgrounds 
they actually won. Uh, so that was good. I guess the most, like, I don't want to jump forth, but the most yeah. upsetting thing about the midterm elections were, like, the governors. Yeah, that's still, that's still <laughs> like, yeah, that still hits hard. For I me, still forgot about that. Uh, because, like, Stacey Abrams, like, she was fighting. She was fighting. She, she was about to be like, you want to take it from me. No, nah, I did She basically Seriously, did. she was. Yeah. Um, and, like, that's, like, crazy. Like, I have a quote here mm-hmm. um, from her that basically when she – she never conceded. She kind of just said, I'm going to I'll give accept it up the because, results as they are. Right, like, because there are no legal methods that right. I could like, but context is to. key. Yeah. Um, but yeah, a major federal lawsuit against the state of Georgia for the gross mismanagement of this election to protect future elections from unconstitutional actions. So that's a quote directly from the speech she gave at her headquarters in Atlanta. Uh, so I'm curious to see what happens yeah. if that lawsuit actually like goes forth. Um, and besides that, like Florida had an upset, bro. I'm like, <laughs> I think like that's like the thing where I think it's still hard to view. I remember like we were talking about in the moment where like we were still upset when we did the podcast after election day because like the candidates who were most exciting and who could definitely like speak to our issues in terms of like. Stacey Abrams, Andrew Gillum, even like Beto O'Rourke in Texas, the people who were like directly involved in like the fight, but also kind of, but one, I mean, in Stacey Abrams and Andrew Gillum's case, they knew from personal experience. And I think Beto O'Rourke understood from just a kind of like, if I place myself in this person's shoes, this is how I would feel about all of these different issues. So like, I'm going to talk about these issues on their behalf and bring it right. to the forefront. It was a lot of progressive like things right. on their agenda. And I think the most excited it sucks at like the most exciting candidates, like where I think if Stacey Abrams were and Andrew Gillum and Beto were all elected, we would be talking about them right now. Right. As right, like right, right. they would it would be like, oh, like Democrats took did all this stuff in Congress. Here are the candidates we're most excited about. Right. And we would run through like why black governors matter because like, guess what? There aren't many there aren't any yeah (laughs) so like yeah boom and like there's not democrats in texas who are young and actually like give a crap about issues that we that you and i have talked about and cared about right so i think that that kind of leads to a blow but i think it does trying to view it as like a glass half full they were super close and i think in in each three of those cases this is not the last we're going to see from them or the last that we are going to talk about them. I can like say that. I would, I, and that's the, like yeah. what's interesting about it because I'm curious to see like what is next because mm-hmm. like after you lose an election like of such like big huge caliber or whatever, like what do you do? We'll talk about that. Okay, whatever. Pour my second glass. Okay. Um, you want to move on or you got or you got any final? Um, final I mean thoughts? that's very pretty much it about the elections unless you want to talk about something else. Yeah. I mean, my final thought is Stacey Abrams, like Georgia, she's coming for y'all. Like, watch. And that's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, like, what's the come yeah, from this? She's coming for y'all. Um, so I think one thing that I think I put in here, and I think Henry feels the same way. Um, we have the title of this kind of like this topic, 2018 overall view. Uh, Blacks on film. There were a lot of good films that were either mainstream or kind of underground. Um, the films were either by black actors and actresses directors producers writers and they weren't just about you know that 
thing yeah, that happened yeah. in the past. Right. They were actually like, here's the original story that we're going to create with us in mind. Like, Or it has some context context of what's relevant to societal issues now. To what's really going on. Right. <laughs> right. <Wow. laughs> that was a wow. great way to tie it in wow. there, buddy. <laughs> um, so just to run through the list, it includes films like The Hate You Give, Black Panther, Black Klansman, If Beale Street Could Talk, which is out now, Sorry to Bother You, Blind Spotting, which I recommend everyone see, Creed 2, and even though I'm sure, even I mean, Solo, which was with um, Donald Glover as... Um, Lando Calrissian threw that in there. I didn't watch it. I didn't either, but it means something. But I think that's like the point is that all these films came out, and even though like there were a lot of good black films that came out last year, I feel like one is because of Black Panther, but also there were just a lot of there's just a lot of good movies to see with us that told good stories that weren't just in terms of like oh here's the struggle. It's like okay right. here's a black superhero movie. Here's like in the hate you give. Here's the perspective of a young black girl who's clearly really smart and trying to balance these two worlds. If Beale Street could talk, it plays off a James Baldwin movie. Black Klansman plays off a real story. Like blind spotting is basically about someone who is on probation and is finishing up probation, but they witness a police killing and he's struggling with like, how do I talk about this without basically going back to jail? (laughs) And like all of these interesting stories by like, black writers and what's cool about like black panther and creed 2 is like it was directed by the same mm-hmm. and then it started like a key character yeah uh, <clears throat> so that was cool uh so it's good it's always good to see like black people thriving and like doing their thing yeah or whatnot so i hope like this trend continues because the big thing about like blacks and film is one like do they win many awards and like i was just about to ask you like what's gonna happen at like the grammys right i don't know i haven't seen like the grammy nominations list or anything i mean i'm sure i'm sure black panther is going to win like all these awards for like cinematography and like blah 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 like stuff that like they just like breeze through it on the actual show but like will Lupita or the um, like, like the big or like that or the matter, tech girl right. win something for best supporting actress. Right. Will someone get anything for like best original script? Stuff that like clearly like in the I mean I say the industry like in the acting world kind of holds a higher weight. Right. And that's something that we would talk about. Like where if the per I forget I said I don't know her name, but like the um, Black Panther's little sister, if she won an award for best supporting oh, actress, I, I keep, uh, yeah, yeah. Like it, but like if she won an award for best supporting actress, that would be crazy. That would be cool. Or like if Ryan she's Coogler a great won. actor. Yeah, or like, like or if Ryan, Ryan Coogler, if like he won something for best directing yeah. or best producing, since he <clears throat> produced a movie as well. Right. So I think that's just like something to look out for. But I think it is encouraging that there's just a lot of, and even like in TV, like you've been like telling me all the time to like watch Atlanta, like watch Atlanta. And, like, stuff like that is really starting to, like... Yeah, I guess, like, that's the thing about this age or time we live in. Like, a lot of creatives can, like, put out or push out content, whether it is good or bad. Mm-hmm. And it can be seen by the masses. And I guess be accepted or denied or whatever the case may right. be. But it represents some type of culture from us. Um, and it allows uh, allow us to, like, put it in, put the narrative in our hands. Yeah. It's, Instead of allowing mass media to control the right. narrative and push, because we're doing it like on our own terms. Stere- right, we're doing it on our own terms. So, like, I think that's what's cool about like black movies and black writers and black artists and all of that because you're 
pushing like an influence that the younger generation or even like us right now we see and we can look at and like it's motivating you know yeah, no, it's it not just some stereotypical thing that you would you know right so yeah. that's what's cool about it yeah that's what's cool um you want to take the next one since i know you were <laughs> on this since yeah, that's what I'm about to say. How do we start it? So we got a clip. Um, you probably seen it, probably heard it. So we'll play it for you. Colin Kaepernick's Nike ad rep. So um, this was, and I think on our docs, this was actually the thing that we talked about the most. Yeah. In terms of um, every episode, we at least mentioned something Save about this. If they laugh at what you think you can do, good. Because calling a dream crazy is not an insult. It's a compliment. Don't try to be the fastest in your school. Be the fastest ever. Don't believe you have to be like anybody to be somebody. Don't become the best basketball player on the planet. Be bigger than basketball. Believe in something. Even if it means sacrificing everything. If you have only one hand, don't just watch football, play it. And if you're a girl from Compton, become the greatest athlete ever. Yeah, that's more like it. So don't ask if your dreams are crazy. Ask if they're crazy enough. So yeah, that's like a moving. Yeah, it's like a. Did we haven't talked about moving. him for a while with all the election stuff. Yeah, I guess not. Um, and that's what's like crazy because Kaepernick just keeps coming out, keeps coming out, keeps coming out. He's not. He's not taking any else. Like he's. He's not stopping. He just got the Nike campaign came out. Boom. You know what I'm saying? That's mm-hmm. bread in his pocket. Then I get. You know what I'm saying? He got the lawsuit uh, against the, the collusion yeah. with the NFL. Still it's still ongoing and it's actually gotten like a bigger thing because apparently fans had like an uproar when Nathan Peterman got signed to the Raiders. He's trash. I, he yeah, sucks. I was about to say, they were Bro, like, he sucks. That's, that's, all right, on a personal note, like at the NFL, like I watched, even though like I remember we talked about it, they're like, yo, you still watch NFL? Yes, I do. I'm a terrible person. Right. So, but, like, you're right. But like basically, that would be like Nathan Peterman, and then we'll get back to like talking. Nathan Peterman is the equivalent of me playing quarterback. Oh, yeah, no. That's like Howard QBs. Wait, don't do that because we, we got Cam Newton, little brother. Right, yeah, don't do that. Sorry, you know what I'm saying? Free Cam Newton, little brother. Right, but um, Anywho, <laughs> yeah. So that like fans were like in an uproar because that if that fool can says, get a job, right? Why does Kaepernick not have a job? But like at this point, does he really want to play football? Um, and what was cool, like the person Eric Reed, who was like with him in the Entire beginning time. of the whole like Nillings. Like he's named, I guess, as the co-founder. Um, the NFL has a cause entitled "My Cause, My Cleats." Uh, so within that light little program, he used that to promote Kaepernick's "Know Your Rights" campaign. Yeah. So I thought that was pretty dope. <laughs> Troll that, season, right? Like it was dope. Game. Like you're not gonna get rid of us that yeah. easy. And he just got signed like recently, recently this year, um, and it was like it caused a big like. Wasn't as big as like if Kaepernick would have got signed, but it was still like, hey, this guy was like on the forefront, and he like clearly doesn't give a shit, right? Um, no, I mean I think we talked about it so much because I think, it, I think it took, 
even in early this year, I think it took people a little while to kind of realize like, hey, one, this is wrong. But I think it took a while for people to kind of see Kaepernick as like a figure of like bigger than just on the field stuff where it was mm-hmm. like, as he said, like sacrifice, even if it means sacrificing everything. Right. And I think the hard thing is that I think sometimes people would be like, oh, I don't even think he wants to play football anymore, which kind of, I think, makes him sitting out people view that a little bit easier and a little bit they don't view it as like he made that hard of a choice but i think in actuality right. he did he did because, because if someone that offered was him his a contract career, he would you know take like, right you know my thing. if someone offered that him was a contract, his career he would have taken it. that was his career so I, it, I don't think it was an easy decision at all but again back to what he said and you just said like if it means sacrificing everything you have to stand for something like you know right uh, i think so, once he realized like hey this is worth or not even that it's worth it, or he was like, I'm not going to apologize for something that I intrinsically believe in. Right. If that means my NFL career, fine. I right. bet if it was something like less that he didn't care about as much, he would have probably tracked it back. I don't think he went into it with the mindset of, oh, I know I'm not going to play anymore. Right. I right. think he just did it. It was like, you know what? I'm standing out for this. And at first, I honestly believe that he didn't think that it would go get to this. Like, I, I honestly I would agree with you that. there because it, like, because nothing in his previous history kind of said that. Right. And he would just, like, do that. And Not then I think once, that, once like, it took on something, them, he was just, I like, I guess oh. it's weird because we can get to this, like, NBA versus NFL. And I'm not the sports person, but I just yeah. happen to pay attention to this type of things when, like, they speak on, like, social issues. It's more like NBA players. The N- NBA has more of a free space to do this type of thing. Yeah. Like, even when, like, Trayvon Martin, like – this situation happened. Everybody was wearing the I Can't Breathe right, t-shirt. Right. Yeah. Um, and they were openly speaking out about like, right, why this was Right. Wrong, yeah. And then, like, I guess it just progresses to see, like, how great, like, LeBron is because he's been doing this type of stuff since he was on Miami, in Miami. In my, yeah. And I don't, right. Yeah. And I think he never – and I think looking back, I didn't even think about that. He's never probably gotten the actual due – even though he hasn't done the thing like Kaepernick where he's like, okay, this is clearly like he's breaking his neck to do this. He's always just kind of been like vocal. Right. Which he's doesn't like catch the eye, but that's he's always what's like. cool about him. Um, yeah. Because he was saying like in 2012, like after Trevor Martin got killed, like, yeah, like, no, that could have been my son. Like exactly. on the real, like exactly. my son's going to drive in a couple of years. I don't want my son to get shot in the car. As a black father, I have to like think about do I want my son to get his license or do I want my son driving the car that I drive? And like right. that's real shit. <laughs> like no, you don't think is. about it like that. And he's like, I don't drive a Kia. Like I drive like nice Mercedes. A nice car, nice right. Car. I don't want police to pull my son over, not look at his driver's license and think that and see that, you know, that this person has the same name as me, but just see a black kid in a nice car. How did they get it? It's right. Not there. And then just automatically accuse him of something else. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Just some but ridiculous It's, like, it's just like the simple stuff. And I guess that go, that's going to go into what we're going to talk about later. And like, you know, I'm struggling with it. <laughs> whatever. We'll get into that later. But whatever. Uh, yeah, I think it's cool how people are, or not even people, Certain athletes or even different celebrities. Keyword certain, because not everyone's right. Not everyone's for it. (laughs) But I think the athletes who who have clearly said like they have a certain comfort with themselves, and they know like you know what these owners, these these companies, these organizations, they make money off me. I'm the draw here. Right. 
So I'm going to say what I want, and if they need me more than I need them. Exactly. Because if Nike cuts LeBron, he can get a lifetime deal from anyone for hundreds of millions of dollars. I don't think Nike going to cut LeBron, but. Apparently he has a lifetime contract worth probably over almost a billion. You know what I'm Anywho, not to, right. not to get in his pockets, but. So next up, we're going to talk about, this is going to be a little quick hitter before we get to kind of like probably what's the biggest one. Um, immigration, I know we talked about that earlier in the year. Sadly, the issue kind of fell off. Um, it increased uh, deportations, the militarization of ICE, um, immigration, customs enfor- uh, enforcement, um, the DACA fight, um, deferment on childhood, uh, deferred action on childhood arrivals, where basically if you came here and your parents were um, immigrants and you came here when you were five, you could stay because you, like, what? Like, what are they going to send you back and you only speak English? <laughs> like, that's kind of stupid. But I think that's been a big thing. And I think especially now, um, that we talk about um, the border wall fight and I'll let Henry get the clip uh, uh, ready. But wait, did um, Trump sign recently to where like people born, you can't claim that if you have parents from other countries. I think he was working on it, but I think he signed something that was like similar, but not as like crazy. I mean, but he's doing left and right stuff. I mean, me and, you, me and you might not be citizens by the end of this podcast. You never <laughs> <laughs> You never know, Passport but uh, with this border wall stuff, here you go. shut down the government. You don't want to shut down the government. Because you can't get so your way. Time you shut it down. Yeah, let me say something, Mr. President. You just say, my way or we'll shut down the government. We have a proposal that Democrats and Republicans will support to do a CR that will not shut down the government. We urge you to take it. And if it's not good border security, I it won't take it. It is very good border And if it's not good border security, I won't take it. Y'all hear this, man? So, like, okay, so like to give context, that's um, Senator Chuck Schumer, 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 the minority leader, with a meeting with the new Speaker of the House, or the incoming Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi from California. They're basically in the Oval Office with um, Trump, VP Mike Pence, basically talking about. He just sitting there. He just sitting there. Yeah, yeah. We need a witness protection on him. He like, how did I get into this? So they're basically talking about um, the government runs out of money. I think on Friday tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> uh, the government runs out of money. Uh, I think tomorrow, if they don't pass, uh, they say CR. That's a continuing resolution. Basically, like you just fund the government at current levels, and you're like, we're gonna kick the can down the road and deal with it later. That's what I think. Probably Democrats and Republicans who are in Congress want because they're like, one, we want to go home for Christmas, but they don't want to have the fight over this wall because they know we're not signing on. And that's what Pelosi Pelosi was saying. She was like, you don't have the votes for the wall. And she was almost baiting Trump's hand and saying, like, if you want to if you want to put a wall in a bill, tell the Republicans to do it and watch them say no, because they know they don't want to take a vote on that. They don't want to vote to literally put a physical wall up. And that's what him and Schumer were debating. But you know what crazy about it? You know, you know, what's crazy people in America like Americans, it's like two type of Americans. It's like you either live in a rural place where it ain't nothing, or you live in a city where like it's diverse. It's something, right? So the other day, it was a uh, the it was a GoFundMe that raised three million dollars <laughs> in three days to get this wall up, and the Brian Cush. 
something. He put it up saying the citizens of America, we need to help the government so it's not a, as a hard hardship or something. Whatever bull crap. But it's like my thing is one. How you gonna pay for a government program? That transfer at the treasury. Right. Okay. Two. That that it's and a, then it's a two, scam, you know. How did people retard it? Cause how they go from saying Trump saying Mexico gonna pay for it. Uh, then you putting legislation through. Now you saying we gonna pay for it. Y'all are boy, Mexico said fuck you. Right. No, nah, not even that. The they fuck? delusional, bro. They they're delusional. They <laughs> no. Folks delusional, like, why are y'all sitting here putting your money in some like bro, you live in Idaho. <laughs> Ain't nobody coming up that way. It's right, like but I think, yeah, I just think like the whole thing is crazy. And we've been, Aaron and I have been talking about this all year. And I think we're like, I even think we stopped talking about it just because it was so dumb. I it's think, not like, dumb. Don't say dumb. It's just like, it's the wall. Oh, you're talking about, oh, wall I thought dumb. you were talking about like immigration as a whole. Oh, no, like yeah. immigration, like I can understand a perspective and saying, but I think it's like, it's like the kind of thing of like, the fear of the other, which is like what we as people do. And that's with, what's crazy which because is America has this like thing that we we open melting pot and welcome everybody. Well, we don't, and we we don't, don't. like we are probably the most prejudiced and racist people in the world. We're up there, yeah. And it's well, I don't want to say the most, but it like we're one like we gotta be because I don't know. I ain't been on that. Or, or I just think but it's, saying, we're very hypocritical. Right. On we are, we are, we are. We're we're not are. I'm not saying that. like you gotta be, you know, hey, everybody come here, but like you have to You're just afraid of someone who got a little color in their skin. My, or who speaks a different language. It's weird. You, or who practices a different it's religion weird. than you. It's weird. It's weird. Yeah. So that's not the last time we're going to talk about that. Um, you can cover all of that good stuff. Yeah, I know, I'm right? Just, yeah. I'm going to sit my teeth. And now for the, uh, we even though we're still going to try to keep it brief, because we don't want y'all listening to this for too long, we're going to go for the big fact of 2018. Oh, my God. What the? You got it, Fever. You good. <laughs> this is a great clip. So if you got time. Handpicked by Henry. Go listen to it. <laughs> the criminal justice system has a set of rights created to protect you. You think it's really protecting us? You had a right to remain silent, but that really means you had a right to be silenced, doubted, interrogated, suspected. The color of your skin can and will be used against you in the court of law. In their hands, we're incarcerated five times more often than white people convicted for the same crimes. You have a right to attorney during questioning. In some states, 80% of criminal defendants can't even afford an attorney. So an overworked public defender controls your fate. One government employee counts lives at stake. You had a right to be innocent until proven guilty. But somehow, about 47% of the wrongly convicted are black. And if they do prove you're guilty, they're going to write you a run-on sentence on average, 20% longer than white defendants accused of the same crime. Even if you get out, you're still not free. When you're an ex-con, they had a right to deny you a bank account, deny you a mortgage, deny you a job, deny your vote. And if you don't remain perfect with the smallest slip-up, smallest infraction, the most honest mistake, 
you're going to join us, the 80% who come back to prison within five years, as I did. That's when you realize they didn't bring us here to thrive. It's here to build this. The plantation and the prison are actually no different. The past is the present. It ain't no coincidence. Yeah. Bars. Nah, for real. Bars. That hit me. Funk like, flex bomb. Uh, and then, like, <sighs> it was in the New York Times. It was a whole, like, whole piece. spread. Yeah. yeah really uh, so if you had a time, go read that. Go Keep watch that time. video. Um, it was pretty good. It was it was good. It was Wait, but I don't know who that was. Oh, y'all know that's my man Meat Mills. This man been pushing stories since like to the dawn time. Beginning of that's twenty sixteen. Nah, whenever he was in jail, he started penning letters. Yeah, not <laughs> even. So let's just say this timeline of Meat Mill has been like tremendous. Even if you do have a time, he had uh he did an interview on CNN discussing Very this. Good. Uh, it was pretty good. It was about 11 minutes, so if you got the time, go watch that, too. Uh, he's basically explaining him, him growing up in the hood and going through certain, certain circumstances that put him in predicaments that he necessarily wouldn't have ended up in if he was in a different environment, and you have to understand that, especially me being who I am as a person. Uh, so it, it's interesting to see his play on it and, like, when I was watching it, the interview on the CNN clip, uh, he was type aggressive, but he yeah a little bit yeah. <laughs> Meet Mill kind of asked, "Do you think a black boy could point a, point a gun at two officers at the at this climate in America and no shots were fired?" That's exactly what happened. Yeah, That's exactly what happened because it's like not even you can sit here and say. Lie right, yeah. you know what I'm saying. You know what's going on, and that's what's important about this because since 2012, it has been like an ongoing thing, like yeah. both good and bad. Because like the thing they keep happening, but at the same time, there are like certain things that are happening to kind of counteract that. Um, and I think that's why it's been such a big story for us because I think if it was just about Meek Mill and I think his personal getting out, we would talk about it, but we wouldn't we wouldn't be talking about this now. And we wouldn't have made this the big facts at least like three times, including now. I think what's made him different is that I think that he's literally talked about not only his own struggle, but how his own struggle relates to so many other people who don't have a voice. And I think what's impactful is that I think, you know, he's inspired change not only in Philadelphia in terms of like the district attorney who he's talked about, who's changed laws around enforcement of crimes and who's changed laws around like marijuana sentencing. Uh, we always forget his name. It's okay. Cat Krasner. Yeah. But like stuff like that has actually changed, which will actually change like policy, which will actually change like people's lives. And I think that. What's so impactful is that I think he's using his platform to stand up and say, like, I'm not making myself the subject of this. Like, I'm fine. I have that what he I have more saying. money than most yeah. people. I can, like, get, a, exactly I can get a private attorney. But, exactly like, what happened what to the saying. person who probably grew up on the same street as me who doesn't have the resource to do all this or to have 
their court case be a story on the news. That's exactly what he's saying. Um, Which is like that's very good for him, I, but also for like the movement in terms of him using his platform for good, which is amazing. Right. And like we can continually progressive like the pr- prison reform and stuff because like there's a lot it's a lot of different initiatives that go that are going on by district attorneys like uh cash bills and marijuana decriminalizing marijuana and lesser sentences um and i guess a big thing that like that was recently happened as the first step act that was like pushed to essentially uh, present the opportunity to shorten sentences, but the only on the federal level, which sucks. Right, only which on is the only federal like level. One hundred eighty-five thousand. That's a lot, million, but not two million. Really, it's like a small. It's like a high. small step to. It's like a what they say when they landed on the moon. It's like a small step for man, giant <laughs> step for mankind. Or so, it's like, not but, even that. No, but like to go to your point, I think like, and we talked about the same thing with like the whole Florida giving. Um, ex-felon voting rights where it's like this means in terms of like the grand scheme it means very little but in terms of progressing something in terms of like we're going right, to make right, sure that this right. goes down the road i think it's good for the federal government to say hey like states get your not get not get your stuff in order because it's not a directive but like here's what we're doing you should probably follow the same steps if you want to do this we're giving you a blueprint of how to do it right well it's it's weird because it is like an algorithm that determines like basically your earned time credits. Yeah, and that's gonna be biased. Of course it is. Yeah. So that's my only if, if with it. Uh, certain details that happen. It was interesting because like I looked at the link you put in there and like read into it because it was a bill that came before this that Democrats didn't pass right. because of like the language and all of that. They said the language was still like discriminatory. Exactly. Like that. Uh, so this was, I guess, a bit more progressive. Like it's supposed to expand like the safety valve that judges have to avoid minimum sentences, which are good. Is good, but like. If, it's a it's a it's a small step. It's like a band aid for a head wound. Right, right. It's a good act and good faith, but until you actually seriously put it, address, right, until you right. seriously diagnose the problem, exactly. Which it oftentimes is not simply saying like, "Hey, we need to change how we're sentencing stuff. We need to change who's sentencing stuff and how people who are doing the sentencing view this." It's and, oftentimes it's like a problem of policy and personnel. <laughs> It's like a dual problem. Like you can you can change the sentencing, but what happens when the person who's doing the sentencing still has the biased view, and they're always going to defer to the most harsh action? Exactly. That's exactly what my point was gonna be. Phones blowing up. People know we record now. Playing. Um, <laughs> so I guess now we can just kind of do a little quick hitters, a little you know toe taps. Um, what you may have forgotten. Um, this is stuff that happened this year that. You might have just fallen off the radar. When I was looking through our former docs, it fell off for me. I was like, oh, damn, I forgot that happened. Um, the Parkland shooting in Florida, which created the March for Our Lives, the huge gun rally, the huge gun. We did a whole podcast on that. Did you not forget about it? I'm glad I did not. Last. Okay, well, excuse <laughs> me. Uh, Trump shithole comments when the last time you talked about that. I did not forget about that. Yeah. Well, not really. Trump always has an outlandish But, like, it runs so, together, though. Right. So I guess that's why it's not hard to forget. And the Me Too movement. 
How the that happened earlier? Okay, fine, fine, fine. Bro, All right. what? No, no, no. You, you could have edited the doc. All right, see, now we get into, a, into an editorial discussion. No, um, listen, I just, I just, I seen him. I was like, oh, okay, we'll talk about it. Whatever. But those are like all like things that happened this year that like made the year what it was. Like, yeah, Parkland shooting set off like I. It didn't even set off like set off a huge moment for gun. It control. did set up a that's what I was I guess trying to say. It set up a huge moment for gun control because like even after that, several like shootings happened. Mm-hmm. Um, so like that's what's crazy about it. So it's like, what are we really gonna do about that? What's really gonna be done? Trump, will he get impeached? That's a question. Gonna, to, um, don't worry, that's coming up. Twenty nine. You know what I'm saying? Uh, me too. I guess it's kind of died down, but I guess the weird thing about the whole thing about this situation, whatever, is like, um, what's gonna happen to people besides Bill Cosby? I right. I, I think like the hard thing is that like I think. I'm trying to have that view, but I think when I had that view that like, I think it's like, oh, you're being like sympathetic to Cosby. And I'm not. I don't want to be. I guess I'm, I, I I'm get, playing I get, like, get, you know your, what I'm saying? It's, it's hard not I get your to point, be. Because your, your actual point is that like, okay, it's good that people are being held accountable, but like you just hold the black person accountable now. Harvey Weinstein is like looking like he's not even like, that. It's like you all hope. Yeah. Uh-huh. We just going to keep it sweet. But that's true, though. I, like, Harvey Weinstein's, like, doing all this maneuvering, and I think we're not covering him with the same kind of... No, you know what I'm saying? It's just, like... The coverage so on many, him is not as aggressive dude, as it was on Bill Cosby. Dude, I sounded so ratchet. So, um... <laughs> but seriously, uh, I think it's just crazy that so many people were accused of so many different things. Which, and, is, a good, which is a good thing in the abstract. Like, it was, but, like, the outcome of it... I guess has been slowly unraveling or any I haven't seen anything moving forward. In terms with, of legal action. More, right, a lot of people have like lost right, their jobs and their careers are done. Right. But in terms of like, nah, you go to jail. Yeah, right. I've never seen <laughs> it hasn't, I haven't it seen hasn't, any of that. It hasn't so it's, that second it's interesting to see how these things are gonna play out because how are we gonna hold these people accountable? How are we gonna set a new standard? How are we gonna make sure these things don't continue to happen in the workplace? We haven't know? got we have, that. That's I think the key thing. We haven't gotten to that. I think we've gotten to the public shaming of public figures. But what happens when the person's not a public figure? And that's you know what we should look at. You know? um, so 2019 is coming up, Henry. What's the thing you're most looking forward to? What's the thing you want everyone else to have a heads up about? What's gonna be the What's gonna be the big story of twenty nineteen? Me getting my life together. Oh, praise him! <laughs> no, seriously, I don't know. Like it's a lot of different. Twenty eighteen was a stuff. fast. Like this year went by quick. It did. And so and much a happened. Happen. A lot happened. So much crazy things happened. So like, I don't know. Twenty nineteen. What am I expecting? Twenty nineteen is gonna be crazy. Uh. I mean, I guess they're gonna start slowly like announcing stuff for president. That was gonna be my thing. Um, that's, that's like coming like two months into the year, right? People are gonna start declaring. I think that's gonna be interesting to see. Um, gonna, that's gonna dominate all year. Like we're gonna talk about that every episode. Like the next huge three years, who declared? Here's this person. It's annoying though because it's, it's like because everyone's gonna declare. Like I might declare for president. You don't know. 
Uh, right. Uh, we need some official sponsors. <clears throat> <laughs> Google. <laughs> but, right. But, um, yeah, I don't know. 2019, let's see what happens. I think the president's going to be key. I think just because I think the document's coming soon, I'll do my uh, what I need to do. <laughs> Mueller man. He's coming. That report, his mixtape's dropping soon. It's dropping in 2019. Bob Mueller, who's doing the special report on uh, the special counsel of the Russian investigation, he's dropping that report in 2019. He's basically like on the end. Like people are getting indicted. People are getting jail sentences now. Like his lawyer, oh, yeah, his lawyer is going to jail. Man. You don't do that if you're not close. So I think that's going to be key. And I think the stuff that I can then forecast what we're going to talk about once he releases that report, whether it's public or not, then we're going to shift to, and I think it's going to be pretty damning. Because it's clear that people close to him knew that the stuff they were doing was not okay. And I, this is my personal belief, I personally doubt that they were doing this stuff and he did not know or he might not have cleared it, but he definitely knew that on his behalf, they were paying for this person to get paid off. His son was talking to people from Russia. Oh, he knew. Yeah. So, I, But then it's a matter of can you prove it? And then I think that's when the real interesting conversation happens in the public, but in Congress, because they're going to be the ones. The House people like Ocasio-Cortez are going to be yelling at the top of their lungs, we need to impeach this MF. And that's when the House can either vote on it, it might pass, and then it's a matter of will the Senate actually investigate it. And that's when it becomes interesting. And that's when it becomes like, this is a generational historic moment. And I think, I don't think that's, I don't think it's going to go that far, but I just think we're in for like, I think some part of 2019 is going to be the thing that we're going to like, we're going to talk about our, to our kids about. Yeah. Uh huh. 2018, 1,000 views. Episode 21. Check us out. Subscribe. Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Twitter, Instagram, follow Henry, Lasting Henry, follow me, and uh, that is your Instagram, right? Yeah, bro, keep yeah. going. Go, 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 go. Okay. Follow me on Twitter, <laughs> True Lion King, Instagram, n.lions, <laughs> follow the website, the thesis, noahlions.wordpress.com. I got that, hey, I got the views on that. Okay, too. we hey. fucked ourselves for enough. No, 2019, we coming at you. Peace. Four years, like fuck your life. Meet me in hell and let it burn like Lucifer. Who's even stupid to try to press some people with power? With power.